Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Life Tips Show, everyone. Byron here with uh, Ron Sicklestein. Ron, welcome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Ron, you've been doing uh, quite a bit of heavy lifting of authoring books, uh, six of them, I believe, in total. And you've also been helping to shape the world with making it better in terms of selling and successful selling, among many other things you've been writing about. Tell us a little bit about your Oh, you're making a difference for people, and 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 your your great book make a difference from being successful to being significant. Well, that's a great question. I've been doing business coaching, consulting, and sales for years, and what I found is that a lot of people are as poor as a church mouse, and they have great significant products, and other people are very successful but don't have a sense of contribution and significance in their life. And what the book Make a Difference does tends to blend those two concepts into an ideal life while you're making money. Could you define being successful? Because <laughs> before we move over into your definition of significant, define success. Is it personally happy with yourself or uh, achieving goals that you've set? I mean, define success in your mind. In my mind, it's very simple. I spent years studying this, and that's where the book came from. Success is simply taking action towards your, what I call your enlightened self-interest or your ideal life. It's just simply taking action. Everything else is an outcome, and that's what's really different about what we teach. Hmm. When you say taking action towards enlightening, something you, that is enlightening, can you expand upon that a little bit more? Because I'm enlightened by a lot of things, and I'm not successful at all of them. Uh, so just define success with that, with, that, with that terminology. Yeah, enlightened self-interest, there's nine behaviors that successful and significant people implement. And the first one is called enlightened self-interest. And the definition is simply to understand what's, my, what's in my best interest with an intent to choose and take action. Because if we don't choose and take action what's important to us, other people will allow us to take action on what's important to them. Hmm. So is success making those decisions on our own? Well, we can't really make them on their own because part of enlightened self-interest is soliciting feedback from your customers, your peers, mm -hmm. uh, people important to your life, and integrating that in a very successful and profound way so that there's consistency and integrity in all that you do. So it's not, be going, it's not being the ranger, but it's taking feedback in a very powerful way from people that are important to you. I think I get success, but we'll come back to that. Let's go to being significant. That sounds like sort of a... Uh, a status that I've never heard of and would maybe want to achieve. Define being significant. 
Well, there's a lot of people that want to make a difference in people's lives, and they don't know how. They really believe that what they have to teach and what they have to show and what they have to learn and what they have to sell can, at a very profound level, change people's lives. And it's pretty easy for me to build that case in almost any kind of business. But they don't know how to communicate that value. They don't know how to communicate the difference that they will make in somebody's life when their product or services is purchased. Many people make a lot of money, but that doesn't make them significant. And a lot of people are very significant, but they don't make a lot of money in the process. Hmm. Bringing those together can be challenging, I'm sure. But let's talk a little bit about changing people's lives. Do you think that there's this sort of innate uh, uh, you know, element to, to life that you want to change people's lives? You want to be part of transformation? Is that the contention and the assumption here on making a difference? Well, the, the assumption here is that, uh, without getting too spiritual or religious, is that we all are driven by a, how, how, a higher power to create, to become, to do more. And that's really the premise behind what we're thinking about, because in my own life I found that I'm happiest when I'm achieving, when I'm writing, when I'm growing. And as I'm happiest, I attract people into my life that allows me to make a very profound difference in their life as well with what I teach and how I can help them grow and become both as a business person but as a person in general. Law number one is is the enlightened uh, self-interest. I get that. Um, but there are these other laws. How does that figure in? Some of the laws are total ownership, measurable results, ideas, focus, self-discipline, persistence, people, action, you know, those are, those are the nine, uh, the eight others, I should say. Um, is it, is it, uh, define the book and how it, tell, tell us a little bit about these nine laws, why it's important to understand them all and how we bring this all together, which actually circles back to self-interest, self, self if, if, I, if, I'm, if I got that right. Yeah, and actually you do. And all the laws are important, but the, the first really two or three that, that are, in my mind, life-changing is enlightened self-interest. And the second one is ownership. Ownership simply says no matter how good your life is or no matter how bad your life is, you created it. You had some hand in that creation. Until you take total ownership for it, it's impossible to change it. So the essence behind ownership is the thoughts that you thought yesterday created the life that you created today and the life that you're going to create tomorrow are the results of what you think about today. And you have to truly own that concept. And when you do, it's first of all very frightening. And then once you move past the fear, it becomes so empowering because you realize that you can change anything that's happened in your life if you so desire. Why will my life be better if I learn to, quote, make a difference? Will I feel better? No. Will I be happier? Will I be richer? Will I be – how will my life be better? Well, ideally in all of those ways. But one of the things that we found is people have a longing to belong to something bigger, to make a difference in the lives of people they touch. And one of the concepts that I like people to think about, for example, is you are significant right now as you exist because if you weren't here – the, the, the whole fabric of the universe would be different because the, your presence has changed that. And if we really want our listeners to think about that in a very different way, ask themselves, if you have parents, if you have children, who would be your children's parents if you weren't here? Or in another way of saying that, if, if your parents weren't here, who would be your parents? So just the very nature of the fact that you, you exist as you've made a significant contribution. And part of, one, part of what I want to do is make people aware of that. It's not hard. Let's take a break, everyone. We'll be back in just a second. 
Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen. We care. We serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com slash radio to... Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Best Search Strategies. Where our hosts, Jamie Smith and Brian Lewis, discuss state-of-the-art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs. Best Search Strategies. On demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Byron here with uh, Ron Fickelstein. So is, is, there a, is there a roadmap to follow here in making this transformation? Do I need to do less of this and more of that? Or is it more of a philosophical endpoint that you're trying to get people to point to saying, hey, you know, try to get everything lined up here towards this endpoint? Well, everything is getting is lines up within self-interest. And once you take ownership for your situation, then what happens is the action you take, you measure. Because if what you pay attention, what you measure is what you pay attention to, and what you measure and report is what changes. And then one principle is people. Your success and my success is 100% dependent on how well we coach, counsel, motivate, and influence them to purposeful action. Because everything that we do, we're trying to persuade or influence somebody to take an action, whether it's buy a product or marry us or get our kids to do their homework. It doesn't matter. And then we move on through focus. Focus is just two questions. Is what I'm doing taking me closer to my enlightened self-interest? If it's not, why am I doing it? And that's your personal accountability question. So the process is really designed to follow the nine behaviors. And then what's really cool is that you always grow into them. There always seems to be more of an understanding that you can gain as you implement them. Mm. 
Okay. So it is it, 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 it I think I got that, but I want our listeners to understand one thing and that is is it hard or is it easy to for this paradigm to really kick in? And 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 again, what awakening awakening will I have when I when I when I learn this? And is it long-term focus on it or short-term tactical? I sort of got I think both um with your answer there. Yeah, and it depends where you're at in your development. It, uh, oh. Your enlightened self-interest can be short-term tactical, and then you grow into the more strategic part of it. So it depends on where you're at in terms of how you implement it. And the the reason that it's an, a way of life is because that once you implement these behaviors and you see the results you're getting, it just makes sense. It's just kind of like a positive, self-fulfilling prophecy. Hmm. What typically prevents people from uh, making a difference and having these two elements? You know, that's a great question. And the biggest problem that I see is people are afraid to make a decision. They're afraid to be wrong. And they say, well, what if I make this decision and I'm, and I'm wrong? And I simply say, well, that's okay. Make, make the decision. If it's wrong, fail forward, learn from it, and make another one. The biggest challenge is people are afraid to make the decision because they don't want to be wrong. And my experience has taught me that it's okay to be wrong because once you're wrong, you're cl- one step closer to what you really want if you keep moving in that direction. Hmm. What, are, what are examples of, of, uh, of, of why people would be afraid? Is it the result? They don't feel they can control the result? Or why, why are they afraid to make a decision? The, the biggest question I hear is, what if I climb this tree and I, find that I, I found out I put my ladder against the wrong tree? And my comment to them is, okay, so then you take the ladder down and you move it to another tree, and everything that you learn getting to the top will apply to the next decision that you make. They're just afraid to be wrong. They're afraid to stick their, a line, draw a line in the sand and step over it because they're either afraid what somebody else will think. They might be afraid that they don't have the, the wherewithal, the discipline, the focus, but it's primarily that inability or the lack of commitment to make a decision. Mm. Mm. On that on that topic, what kind of commitment do you feel uh, it takes to 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 make a difference? It's a it's just behavior, and I don't mean to say it's just, but it really mm. is because when you focus on the right behavior, you get the right results. And what happens mm. is people focus on the results, and it scares them to death, and they don't know how they're going to get there. And what's different about this is that if we put the right behaviors in, the outcomes that you want will happen. So it's really about just implementing the right behaviors every day. There's a process in my program called the 90-day promise-setting process, and it's 90 days to massive results, and it gets you clear on your enlightened self-interest and why it's important to you and why you can achieve it and the three steps you're going to do every day to get results. So it's a very tangible process, and it, that process itself is can be life-transforming transform, depending on where the person is in their development when they go through the process. Hmm. Interesting. By the way, you're one of the fastest talkers I think I've ever had on the show here, and I've had over <laughs> 300 guests. I just wanted to tell that to you, Ron. Um, well, I'll slow down a little bit. Well, even then, I think it would be too fast for the most human years, but, you know, we, we've got some fast learners and quick studies on the, on the show, so we'll, we'll look forward to that. Let's take a station break, everybody, and just be back in just a minute. Ron, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Ron, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to chase uh, a concept for me and, and explain to me why this happens. Why are we constantly chasing bad decisions and 
uh, wasting a lot of our time um, throughout the business day. Can you explain that to me? Is there a habit that we've formed? It seems like there's a lot of time wasted. We're not efficient. And there is. Human beings. We're really not efficient. Yeah, and you you bring up a really good point because a lot of people confuse efficiency with effectiveness. Mm. And efficient might be doing a lot of things. Effective is doing the right things. So people confuse being efficient and getting a lot of things done with being effective and getting the right things done that take them where they want to go towards their goal or towards their enlightened self-interest. Part of that is habitual. Boy, if I'm busy, if I'm out there networking, I'm meeting with people, but they don't take the time to, to learn how to turn that networking event into a relationship, which turns into business, or they might be on social media without a purpose, thinking if they're spending all day on social media, they'll, they're building the right relationships and they're selling their products, and they don't understand that social media is about engagement, not about selling. So a lot of it is beliefs and behaviors, again, mm. confusing efficient and effective. Ron, you're, you're a coach. You're an executive coach, a business coach, a sales coach, a, a life betterment coach, lots of different aspects. Do you, can you, when you meet with a customer or a client for the first time, can you sort of begin to assess them very quickly and what some of their deficiencies and weaknesses are and what some of the roadblocks might be just as they talk about themselves, their problems and their challenges? In other words, I'm interested in the diagnosis here because you're obviously very good at it. Could you tell, tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, and that's a wonderful question because when I'm, when I'm talking to people, the words that they use reveal more about their internal structure and their internal belief systems than you can ever imagine. So if people are saying, I need to, I have to, I should, what that tells me is there are people that move away from pain. When people talk about their outcomes and their goals and their dreams and where they want to go, what that tells me is they'll move through pain typically to get to a specific outcome. So it's pretty simple once you understand that the words that people use reveal their internal structure and their belief systems and their motivators to really reach them where they want to be, where, where it makes sense to, to be reached, if that makes sense. And, and wouldn't you, if you will, treat somebody or uh, prescribe based upon their belief structure? Well, I run masterminds every month, and some of my clients have been with me 10 or 12 years, and I'll hear things, for example, that says, well, I'll try, and I'll stop them, and I'll say, what? I didn't, I, I didn't understand that. And, well, I'll try. Well, what are you going to try? In my world, you either do it or you don't. There is no trying. There, it's just pretty black and white when it comes to getting results, and I'll call them on that. And those are the kind of things that reveal some tremendous insights into people. When I hear things like, I wish, you know, there's a lot of outside influence and control that the person perceives that's being influenced on their lives. So the words, and all, well, what do you wish for? Let's make it happen. Let's move in that direction. So it's, it's pretty simple once you get used to listening very effectively and critically. I want to talk, I want to ask you about habits and how critical habits play with both success and failure, particularly in the business world. Can you comment on that? If we look at habit, um, the best way to describe a habit is something that happens at the unconscious level and we don't even know we're doing it. And it's a little bit like goal setting. So if you're going to go to the store in your, in your mind, you plan that here's the path I'm going to, to, to do, this is the route I'm going to take, this is what I'm going to buy when I get there. So it's, a, it's like a, a, goal, a goal that is not a, that's not at the conscious level and our behavior is being driven by these habits. 
And one of the things we have to do is interrupt that. And one of the things I love to do is when I catch myself saying something or doing something that I believe is detrimental or contrary to what I want to become, is I will just acknowledge it because you don't want to judge it, but I'll acknowledge it and say, hmm, cancel, cancel. And then I'll purposely restate it in the positive so that I'm consciously aware of the self-talk I'm communicating and the words that I'm using when I'm communicating to others. Hmm. I want to ask you about rebooting, Re- rebooting one's life. <laughs> Many of the people that uh, read your book, I'm sure, and discover new methodologies, new approaches to, to betterment, um, decide to make a change, right? But change is hard, mm-hmm. and rebooting is it hard. It can be. Um, mm-hmm. What is the best way to, to, to do that? What is, what is the, 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 the surefire way to, to, to change, to reboot, to better yourself? Do you feel like you need a coach to, to look over what you're doing? Um, you know, a personal coach, somebody that can guide you through this, that can question what you're doing. Is that the best way to do it? I mean, think of professional sports, right? I mean, professional athletes could not achieve these high goals unless they had constant help and tutoring, um, you know, along the way. Um, Can you comment on that, rebooting, and the best way to do it? You can't reboot something unless you know where it is you want to go, and that goes back to that enlightened self-interest. It's Mm -hmm. impossible to make a change. If you're unhappy, for example, with how much you weigh, then you have to make a commitment that says that I want to get healthy or I want to lose weight. I prefer to get healthy because it's an easier way to move towards an outcome and then instead of away from pain because people who move away from pain, when the pain stops, the motivation stops. Mm-hmm. So you have to focus on a longer-term outcome. And one of my favorite tools, and there's a ton of them, is what's called theater of the mind. When I get clear on what I want to accomplish, I go into a quiet state and I visualize myself watching myself on a theater performing the actions or the behavior or seeing the outcome so I can turn my automatic success mechanism on autopilot and it starts working on it while I'm doing other things. So theater of the mind is a great tool for that. Personal coaching to call you because we can't see ourselves as way others do. Personal mm-hmm. coaching is another tool. Neurolinguistics mm-hmm. is fantastic. Psychocybernetics. There's so many tools out there. It's finding the right one for the right person. Mm. And how do you do that? How do you find the right, uh, you know, uh, path for a particular person that's trying to achieve certain goals? Well, I'd like to find out, first of all, and, and I can tell by watching their eyes or by the words they use, if they're visual, audio, or kinesthetic. So one of the things you have to do is get into their feeling states and help them understand what their primary learning mechanism is and then speak that language to them. And then when you're helping them, say, for example, using theater of the mind, and if you're a visual thinker, then you want to use visual kind of words. If you're a kinesthetic kind of person, then you want to use feeling kind of words. So it's making sure that it's it's really about personal development because as I've changed, my uh, learning styles have changed, my behavior styles have changed, but it's always because I'm exposing myself to others who are better, who are setting a uh, standard for me and holding me to a higher standard than I would ever hold myself. Mm. How, do you work with personal, do you work with, with individual clients? Is it, is it the primary core of your business or is it more organizational theory um, or are you just publishing books a lot? Tell, tell us a little about your actual uh, what you actually do. Uh, 
Well, I have, thank you for asking. I have three programs that I do. One, one is individual coaching, and then there's a lot of corporate and individual training, and then there's the consulting leg of the business. So if somebody says, teach me how to do it, then I will take them on as a coaching client. If there's a large group and we're trying to set up a cultural standard, for example, and just training a large insurance company, then I'll take them through the training. And then if it's an in, a larger company and they're saying, hey, listen, just come in and do it for me, then we'll go ahead and do that. But it's all around personal development and behavior-driven because I want to know the behaviors that will make a person successful because if I know that, then we can implement process systems, training, and procedures to drive those behaviors. Mm-hmm. And... In, in today's uh, day and age of, of, of technology having a, a great influx and, and data having a great influx on our behavior and what we do and how we do it and tracking success and or failure, are you working with companies with regards to gathering the right data about performance, for example, with, comp- with, with employees and looking at that data and seeing if employees have the knowledge and the motivation to help the business grow as best as it can? I mean, is, are you getting that granular with analyzing the health of a business and, and how to make the business better based upon different activities that the employees can perform? Yes, and that's a great question because everything that I teach and I write about I've implemented my own business. So, for example, the book Making a Difference was actually Mm -hmm. the result of several thousand interviews and a conference that I ran and working with small business owners, so it's research-based. My -hmm. book, The Definitive Sales Playbook, I'm doing right now, everybody I meet is going through a 30-step assessment with the intent of me to better understand what the primary issues are are in sales, and I've got hundreds of those. So a lot of what I do is, in fact, research-based, though not strictly statistically uh, accurate, but it's more anecdotal. Mm -hmm. Got it. Who do you want to get a hold of you, Ron, and, um, and, uh, and how do they get a hold of you? I love working with individuals that want to achieve results and have and want to have just a candid relationship. And those are typically in sales, personal development. I'm not necessarily a life coach as much as I love to focus on business results and helping people get better in business. So business owners that are looking to get better in terms of sales or they have organizational leadership problems that they're really struggling with are wonderful people. I love working with business owners because they're so results oriented and they need mm-hmm. they need to achieve the feel successful and and those are ideal clients for me because they're willing to change and and better themselves and listen to you perhaps (laughs) yeah well their 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 primary need is to get results and they get really frustrated when they don't get results and Mm -hmm. they're willing to listen and try new behaviors because they know if what's not working for them they need to change it so they're willing to try something new terrific well we want to thank you for being on the show today ron thank you for having me i really enjoyed this Terrific. The book is Make a Difference from Being Successful to Being Significant. The author is Ron Fickelstein. And once again, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, everyone, and that you will learn, hopefully with the help of Ron, how to make a difference. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program 
are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.